Welcome back. I'm Phil. And I'm Steve. And this is Streaming Things, your only show where you can get the review you want for Star Trek Strange New World Season 2. <laughs> As you know, I'm Steve. This is Phil. Phil, how are you doing this week? Good, you? I'm doing great. Before we get into mm-hmm. it, we got to, of course, put, you know, the call. Captains are on deck, mm-hmm. reporting for duty. Well, We're here there to can't give- be two captains, so... Oh, you're my first officer. Yeah, I'm the XO. Number one. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, what are all the jobs of a number one? Uh, like, primarily uh, do you going clean on away my, missions. Do you clean my toilets? No, that's uh, that's left to the transporter chief when they're not uh, doing anything. They just hop down to the old uh, ready room and oh, man. <laughs> swab the bowl. <laughs> Make it yeah. nice and clean. Yeah, the transporter chief, <clears throat> not doing a whole lot at all times, I imagine. No, like, I mean, if... Uh, it's got to be if, the easiest job of the ship, like... I mean, if you're at warp, like, you don't have to stand there. Yeah. You can just go. You're just like, all right, like, 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 oh, uh, they're they're beaming, we're beaming up from the sh- planet. Yeah. Everyone's, everyone made it out okay, cool. All right, we're going to a planet f- two weeks away. I'll see you guys in two weeks. Yeah. My time's done. (laughs) You know, they don't they don't they don't talk enough about how in disco the transporter is then um, aligned with their comm badge. So all they have to do is just tap their chest and they go. So what we're saying badge is taking someone's job. Exactly. Exactly. You hate to see it. I mean, I've been we've been preaching about robots taking our jobs for years. Yeah. And in Star Trek, it's badges are taking people's jobs. <laughs> Have you seen Lower Decks? Badges well, literally coming the, to kill you. In the 32nd, 31st century? When was the later disco? Ah, the future. Like 30, yeah. The, the future. Like the distant, distant, distant mm-hmm. future. Mm-hmm. Like thousand years. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but we're not here to talk about disco. No, no. We're here to talk about Star Trek Strange New World Season 2, Episode 3. Yeah. Tomorrow and Tomorrow. And tomorrow, that's the title. That's yeah. the title. Of the, mm-hmm. That's the title of the episode. Uh, directed by Amanda Rowe and mm-hmm. written by Akiva Goldsman <clears throat> and Alex Kurtzman. Fun fact about Amanda Rowe: she's a Torontonian, mm. and she right directed, what she knows. She directed possibly your favorite episode of Strange New Worlds, Elysium Kingdom. Yep. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Back again. I think it shows because this this episode, I think, um, maybe the most, well, definitely a fun episode. Maybe the most fun episode so far. Episode one was pretty fun. but I, Episode one was fun. But this one was, like, pretty fun nonstop until, like, the last, what, 10 minutes or so? Yeah. 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 Sure. Um, so I, this Amanda Rowe, mm. I like her for two reasons, three reasons now. One, she directed Elysium Kingdom. Two, she directed this. Three, her name reminds me of Ro Laren. And I, I'm always happy to be reminded <laughs> of Ro Laren, okay? <laughs> oh, Ro Laren. <laughs> we love you. Yeah. Uh, but so, Phil, this episode has a very important uh, or very unique sort of t- uh, device that kind of holds the story together. Yeah. Time travel. And listeners, you may not know this about Phil. It's something I've dealt with, Phil, for years. And that is Phil does not like movies and or TV shows that feature time travel. With exceptions. With exceptions. I don't like time travel because it makes no sense. Uh, Like, I don't... My brain thinks in very linear uh, time ways, I suppose. 
Uh, You're not so, all about that timey-wimey stuff, I as think, Doctor Who would say. Did we talk about the Doctor Who thing on the original Patreon episode? Where well, we definitely like didn't talk it on here where more people listen. Okay, <laughs> right. Um, yeah, I don't like Doctor Who because he time travels. That's the whole th- point. So, <clears throat> it, look, it's just not for me. I don't I don't like it. I don't... Uh, yeah, I don't, don't yum as yuck. Yeah, and <laughs> I'm not trying to say that it's all bad. It's just, it's not my preferred story. The other thing is, oh, Star Trek mm. has, <laughs> has abused time travel way too much. They, they have abused <laughs> time travel a lot. TNG I'm over couldn't it. go... Three episodes without getting in silly outfits from the Renaissance era. <laughs> I actually just forgot uh, the um, TOS movie, uh, Star Trek Four. That's that is one of those movies that's just really dumb, but it's really good because it's dumb. Star Trek Four: The Voyage Home. The Voyage Home. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. They go back to San Francisco in like 1985, and uh, and the future antics ensue. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason. I think the thing that bothers me about time travel and Trek is they never fucking go anywhere but our current decade. Like the mm-hmm. decade in which that in which that episode is made. Yeah. They always go back to that time frame. If they would just make an episode where they go back to, I don't know, 16 whatever. Or maybe they go in the future like, I don't know. 2063, like first con- contact did. Yeah. Like just anywhere but current day Picard season two know, they, the whole the, time they were in 2024 and I was just like come on there's that there's that uh, what three part series in TNG when they went back and got to hang out with uh, uh, Samuel Clemens oh my god <laughs> the season uh, what was it season four to five finale A starship. oh that was so bad okay you're right they have done some other time frames. But I my point is, is like, I hate that series of episodes so much because that dude is like going. He made a choice. Yeah. He fucking stuck with it and dug his heels in. Look, I kind of respect him for it. But holy <laughs> shit, was it annoying? Props to the casting for finding literal Sam Clemens. Like could not find a guy who did a better impression of that yeah. guy. So props to him. I don't like it. <laughs> no, it, it's fine. I, I, I just, they're not my favorite stories. However, uh, I guess I'll, I'll guess I'll say now I did like this episode. Oh, despite, you did, despite the time travel. Yes. There are mm. things about it. I, I don't love, um, but they're nitpicky. They're small. So, okay. Oh, but overall for me, uh, season two is three for three, three for three, knocking them out of the park. I really liked this episode. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this was a fun episode going into it. So I would say this yeah. might be controversial. Uh-oh. I would say that going into this episode, that Laon Nunyan Singh isn't necessarily my favorite character of the bunch. It's not that I don't like her. I just haven't really like. Um, really you, you, you are you are a person who likes um, like generally lighthearted people. Mm-hmm. And she's like. The complete opposite. She's like the most sternest of stern. There yeah. was a there was a period in the first season where I was like, oh, I get it, you're badass, okay, <laughs> Jesus. But like they've been warming her up more and more th- throughout the the show, and so I think this is the first episode that that I was really like, okay, I'm all on board on the on train. Uh, we also got to see more of uh, Captain <clears throat> Kirk coming back. Yeah, uh, which, should we just get into it? Yeah, let's just get into it, right. man. Right. Um, it, uh, 
we got to get into it. Here we go. Have a seat. We're getting into it. All right. Uh, so we start off. Lon's on the ship. She's doing her security chief duty. She's solving fights, solving disputes. She's going up to, to Spock's room and telling him about a noise complaint, which couple things. I love that short little bit because it continues the fun joke <laughs> of Spock and his space loot. Yeah. You just know he's just blasting Wonderwall in there. <laughs> and whoever is next door, like who is <clears throat> in the cabins next to Spock <laughs> that has to be like that Vulcan won't stop playing Oasis songs. Yeah. Yeah. He uh, he space looted too hard space looted. and got a noise com- complaint from his uh, from his next next door neighbor. So yeah. oh had, my to, God. had to go down there and uh, tell him to uh, quit. I promised to practice less vigorously. <laughs> he is pissed. The first um, of the montage that they get into, though, uh, I think Chief Chief J is accused of stealing a ring out of uh, her co coworker's pocket, or uh, and uh, and sh- and she's like, "You can't take a ring." What was it like? She uh, she said, "The point is, the transporter cannot remove a ring from a pocket like mm-hmm. that." So, um, which I didn't even think about that before this whole scene because <laughs> I, mean, I know it, it'll take uh, I mean, weapons the transporter but, chiefs have to like make money somehow because they yeah. only work like three days three days a month right so i mean right that's they got it he's selling they're, they're selling that on etsy you know right, right. <laughs> <clears throat> but yeah spock's getting in trouble for playing too loud mm-hmm. um she approaches uh pelia mm-hmm. about some suspicious stuff she might have stolen from the louvre Probably stole from the Louvre. Uh, Pelia, played by Carol Kane, continues to be just delightful. Delight. She's such. She's so fun. Uh, and you mentioned something because wh- what does she, she says something that's like the first time <laughs> she she said. Well, she threatens to move to her home in Vermont because she doesn't appreciate being accused of of stealing. Mm-hmm. And she said um, uh, she's going to move to her home in Vermont if this socialist utopia thing turns out to be a fad. Which I believe is the first time uh, socialist utopia as a vocab uh, word uh, has been used in Star Trek, even though it's been in our face the whole time. Yeah, um, that's been the, the, <laughs> the, the big in joke is to call Star Trek a socialist utopia. Yeah. And it's funny that her her um, what she wants to do to escape a socialist utopia is go to Vermont. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bernie Sanders like. I, I kind of that sounds great. <laughs> yeah, come to Vermont. It's, it's not a it's not a utopia. It's I'm not so, sad. It's I'm just so, okay. It's fine. We all just have our own cans of Campbell soup. We deal with it, and we wear mittens and ride the bus. Okay, that is Vermont, even in the future. I'm still alive. <laughs> I love I love that your Bernie has jumped ship to this show now. So I heard socialism and I got erect. <laughs> <laughs> you know the uh, metal gear that blink noise yeah that just happened to bernie wherever he is right now because we said socialist utopia it's like i have to go my people they need me yeah <laughs> unions assemble uh <laughs> so she's like hey tell the louvre to stop calling me i'm going to vermont see you later bye um Lon is then she's sparring with him yeah because we know he's like a doc he's not just a doctor 
dude can beat some ass if he wants to. So I guess he, he's that's the sparring he's been doing with Laan. Uh, she she he uses her energy against her and kind of gets her to like get thrown on the ground. And he tells her that, uh, hey, doing all this stuff by yourself is going to be lonely. Doesn't have to be, though. Doors open if you want to talk. And she's uh, she's not about that. I'm sorry, you an attractive Starfleet captain <laughs> that has legacy and nostalgia wrapped up in his name? No, no, thanks. That's that's my type. Apparently, <laughs> I have a name that's in, that's infamous. I also like people with names that are infamous and or famous. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we get some whooshing. There's a strange person on board. Man in a suit. Man in a suit. Just a normal 2023 suit. How weird must that be where you're like doing your rounds on the on the starship and then just some dude in a random ass suit that's ages, you know, hundreds of years old just stumbles in like help me yeah and he's suffering from a gunshot wound yeah has she seen those apparently because she wreck because she recognizes it as as not a uh phaser hmm. wound but a uh, ballistics i love, how, I love how quickly this episode just gets into the ridiculousness of the time travel of it all yeah. like there's been an attack in the past <laughs> you have to stop it this this actor uh i didn't look up his name but dude goes hard in his moment here he acts yeah. the hell out of this scene and uh christopher wiley okay wheelie all right and he tells her he gives her a mysterious device and says get to the bridge and then he dies dun dun but when he dies there's like a some sort of like yellow energy that kind of emanates kind of from him and it goes all throughout the ship yeah uh leaving laon kind of confused the the alarm the red alert alarm's going off for some reason now we don't know what happens so she goes to the bridge and to our surprise the bridge door opens and it's captain kirk sitting in the captain's chair not pike not pike and uh, he doesn't know who she is. Right. She's like, uh, who are you, Captain? I need to talk to you. Who are you? What are you doing on my ship? So we, we cut to the intro at this point. Mm-hmm. And when we come back, Kirk gets a call from uh, Leather Spock. Leather Spock. <laughs> and <laughs> Spock reveals he's the captain of the... Shirelle. Shirelle. yeah. Mm-hmm. He's captain of the Shirelle. They're getting pounded by the Romulan Empire. And he is seeking aid. He wants aid from the Enterprise. And he says, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Mm-hmm. And Kirk's like, nah, man, this is uh, this is the United Earth fleet. And all we care about is Earth. So yeah. you're all on your own. Leather Spock reveals that the Romulans are essentially going to destroy his home world if he doesn't get help. Yeah. And Kirk's like, sorry, buddy. Sucks to suck. Yeah. Which is so it's such a neat thing to see, like. Kirk and Spock specifically, not allies, not friends. And Spock just desperately pleading for any help. And Kirk just like, nah, I'm just going to sit here in my chair with my legs crossed. It's not very Starfleet at all. Like, we're used to seeing them, like, jump to give aid. It's not very Starfleet of you, sir. (laughs) But to be fair, they aren't aren't Starfleet. They Mm -hmm. are United Earth Fleet. But you know, Laon's probably thinking that when he says, like, when he denies them age, she's like, that's not very Starfleet of you, bruh. Yeah. And she's like, let's talk in private. I got to talk to you. And he's like, okay, strange person that just showed up on my bridge. Let's go hang out in my quarters. Right. 
Uh, but she kind of tells him, like lays it all out for him. Like there's a dude in a gray suit. She's now in an alternate <clears throat> timeline. She there was some sort of attack in the past, and apparently that attack has happened, which has changed the entire timeline. Uh, and he's like, well, that's a that's a pretty good story, but a far simpler explanation is that you've simply lost your damn mind. Yes. Why don't you just use that thingamajig that you have to send you back to your own timeline? And she's like, there's no, there's no reality for me to go back to. Mine's destroyed. So Kirk wants the device because he wants to give it to engineering and the science uh, group to study it, to determine if it's a weapon or if it's some sort of benevolent device mm-hmm. and or a walkman laan's like we gotta go now <laughs> we gotta go now we gotta go now and he's like no give it and he grabs her hand and she accidentally pushes the button because he's grabbing for it mm-hmm. back in time they go and back in time they go they end up in an alley sometime in in our time, time well, it's, it's 2023. It's 2020. Is it 2023? I think so. Or like it's it's roughly around there. I don't know when yeah, we got that big ass bridge, but uh, <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, it's it's like it's close enough. It's close enough. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but they're in an alley. He's like, "Did you break it? I'm I'm not happy about being in the past, young lady." And she's like, "Neither am I, bro." But we're stuck together. Let's let's do this. She asks him if he has a phaser or a tricorder or anything. <laughs> And he's like, no, <laughs> like we were in the ready room. I didn't bring any of this shit. Yeah. So they're on their own. They mm-hmm. have to use their wits and not their uh, few f- their uh, future tools to determine what is wrong in this timeline. And then we get a series of like really fun, like sort of fish out of water scenes. The first one being they kind of <clears> show <throat> up and I, I'm not super familiar with Toronto myself, but like it's a big central area. Uh, you get some news, um, Chirons on the screen to say budget overruns on Lake Ontario Bridge, an important bridge. The funny thing is, is there's a building in this shot that I immediately saw and and, and it says um, Toronto Eaton Center. So to me, I'm like, oh, OK, they're in Toronto. Yeah. And um, I love the next few like scenes because it just I don't know how Kirk is this dumb. <laughs> Because he's like, oh, yeah, this looks like New York. She's like, we're in Toronto, dude. <laughs> like, read the signs. <laughs> like, it's all around. And he's like, okay. <laughs> there, I, <laughs> I, can, I can hand wave that specific bit away because if he's in this few timeline where, like, he's been at war, you know, f- his whole life, basically, and he never went to Earth and Earth is a ruin that he may not be super up to date on, like, what the city looks like or even, like, know what to look for. Can he read? <laughs> we don't know. I've never seen evidence that Kirk ever reads. Well, he makes this <laughs> later on. He makes this like um, this like smug com, com, comment about 2D chess being idiots chess. Yeah. So come yeah. on, Kirk, like just read a sign and you'll get it. Yeah. There is one thing that happens later in the episode. We'll get to that. I was like, OK, yeah. all right, man. Yeah. Uh, but yes. Yeah, so she she's like, dude, this is Toronto. This is not New York City. He's like, I was born in I was born in space, the USS Iowa. Yeah. Which when he said I that, that I was cute. I was like, it's yeah. adorable. Yeah. That's adorable. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, but Earth apparently in his timeline is a ruin now. Uh, but they need to get normal clothes because they're sticking out in their, st- in their Starfleet slash Earth United Force fleet 
robes. United Earth Fleet. Yeah. yeah. Kirk um, is too dumb to work a uh, revolving door for some reason. I will defend him and say, same. You're not that dumb. I, I, will, I will get stuck in a revolving door. I've never seen you get stuck in a revolving door. Because well, I have you to follow. Have you ever noticed that I'm always behind you in a revolving door? If you put me, if I go first, <clears throat> we're yeah. all dead. <laughs> now that I think about it, I believe that is true. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I, uh, yeah. Yeah. Like, okay. The fact that he keeps going and he tries. Is that why you get into the same like quad as me when we go into one and make it really weird? Like I step in, then you like scuttle in real quick before I. Oh, no, that's just because door. I want to smell your hair. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> just get a good sniff in while we're in there. God. <laughs> <laughs> but they go into a department store. Yeah. She kind of makes fun of him for not knowing how to use the doors. He says, I'm from space. I don't use doors, which he's used Fair to the whoosh. Yeah. He's used to the whoosh. Get it. Um, they accidentally uh, match when they come out of the. Uh, yeah. I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah. They have a, the same sense of style. And <clears> we get a Kirk too sexy for his shirt scene where he he, he goes back. was like, well, I'll change. We can't match. Right. So we get to see him take off a shirt and Laon's kind of getting a little peaky in. She honey. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Someone needs to be there to give her a bonk. Yeah. Like, go to horny jail, bonk. bonk. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but then, uh, so they get their outfits. He's wearing like a brown, cool jacket. He's yeah. looking super dope. They both look so cool. Um, but then they realize, oh, shit, we're not in our we're not in the socialist <laughs> utopia anymore. We need money here. We need to actually pay for shit. What are you going to do? And I love Kurt's first thing is Are you a fast runner. Yeah. Yeah. He <laughs> wants to just 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 Steal bail it. on the store. But, they but then, pay. this is this is this is honestly like it's smart, but it's pretty cruel. Laon <laughs> frames an innocent lady <laughs> by dropping merchandise into her bag when she's not looking and as she walks out, she triggers the like anti-theft alarm. And somehow there's a cop right right there who's mm -hmm. like, ma'am, please step please step aside so we can check check your bag. And then they take that chance to like scoot up the, hey, the man, door. Things are different in Canada. They've got that free health care. It's madness up there. You know? <laughs> they gotta have a cop in every store because people be stealing so much because right. they can afford health care. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> but that is that is <laughs> when we were watching this, we kind of looked at each other like, this is the most unbelievable thing in this series so far. Yeah. A, a series that features juiced up doctors whipping Klingon ass. Mm -hmm. Because, A, there's there's a cop just at the ready like, ma'am, I need to see that. <laughs> like, <laughs> no. you don't see that at every Marshalls or <laughs> no. TJ Maxx. You no. know? Also, when she walks through those things and the, and the door goes boop, boop, boop. I've never been to a store where anyone gives a shit that that sounds made. <laughs> no one ever <laughs> gives a shit. If that ever happens where someone walks in, boop, 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 they're always like, like, just fucking go. I don't care. They don't pay me enough to give a shit. <laughs> like, oh, you're stealing? Cool. Cool. Right. I would too. <laughs> <laughs> if only we lived in Vermont, <laughs> the socialist utopia. <laughs> so then they end up on a pier. They're walking around. Uh, they need to make some money because, you know, they're not in that utopia anymore. They need to make money. So Kurt devises a plan to get money. Phil, what's his plan? Play 2D chess in the park. With dummies? Apparently. He becomes a chess shark. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it, and it's it's presumed he's so good at 2D chess because 3D chess of the future it's is the so game. much har har harder. So if you're 
good at 3D chess, which presumably Kirk is, uh, 2D chess is for chumps. Yeah, it's for chumps. And he and cleans up. Apparently, this is a whole subculture that I, I knew existed. <clears throat> People who hang out in parks and play chess with one another. I didn't know they were all fucking loaded. <laughs> Holy shit. Like, the amount of money he gets off of hustling 10 or 12 people in the park in chess. They, the, the stuff he buys in this episode. Oh, we, we don't even know how much he makes <laughs> until, the, until, the, until the episode just keeps going. Yeah, and it keeps going. As you think back, like. How much money did Kirk win in this park? <laughs> Maybe he just won a certain amount of money and then he was able to go invest it. And <laughs> in what? I was just like, like, okay, so like he plays chess. Yeah. He beats three or four people in this montage. Mm -hmm. And then he goes and buys hot, hot dogs. Yeah. Believable. Yeah. Believable. Did you notice that tracks? Did you notice that after he played chess, uh, the white balance on the next scene was insane. <laughs> it was like yeah. immediately like this pinkish orange it was color like, grade. Hey, Canada's going through uh, wildfires right now. Let's make this super realistic. <laughs> I was like, wait, <laughs> did they look at what the last scene was to this? Yeah, scene? it looked we we both commented on it like, wow, this is off putting. This is strange to see. <laughs> so I watched it this morning when I woke up. And then I watched it again with you. And currently today in Cincinnati, it's very smoky because of the wildfires. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I saw this scene and I actually tracked back because I was like, wait, it did. I just imagine that it got more like warm or mm -hmm. or like what like what's the deal with this? And I think it's I think it's, it's one sunset. of those things where it's yeah, like time has passed. So the sky looks different, I guess. But it just. It didn't look right to me. It looks hazy. Yeah, it didn't look right. Yeah. So um, that that sort of bumped me a bit. I, I was like, whoa, wait, wait. Yeah. I wonder what if, happened to the scene. <laughs> I wonder if we would be as um, affected by it if the world wasn't the way it is currently today. Like literally, like they said, like if you go outside in Cincinnati today, <clears> it's <throat> like you're smoking two cigarettes. Yeah. Well, for an eight hour exposure. But yeah. Yeah. Um, so I wonder if like we didn't have that on the top of our mind if we would think twice. I thought it was more like since since both of our jobs involve like white balancing mm -hmm. images and video. Yeah. I think we're we are we are more, more sensitive to it. to it because that's what we do for a living. Yeah. So yeah, this but one, you're right. Like there is that whole wildfire um thing to it too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. The world is a campfire. Uh, let's see. But yeah, he goes and buys hot dogs. Uh, for a second, I thought he was just going to like, here's <clears> money. Because <throat> he doesn't know what the denomination of bills are. So I thought he was just going to like, here's $100 for these two hot dogs. Which tracks because it does say on the bills what they are. But as we've established, Kirk cannot read. Yes. So <laughs> I'm paid to lead, not to read. <laughs> uh, and he's trying to get Lon to enjoy a hot dog. Um, they say <clears throat> they, they all got sent back for a reason. Uh, but then Kirk is kind of taken aback by witnessing an actual sunrise on the planet Earth. Sunset. Or sunset. It's the you. second time this week you've mixed those I'm up. I'm like sun dyslexic or something. Because I like, <laughs> like the sun, will be, it'll be the afternoon. I'm like, what a gorgeous sunrise. <laughs> it's setting, it's going down. <laughs> Rise means to go up. <laughs> it's rising somewhere, Phil. 
It's rising the other way. <laughs> it's rising somewhere. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, he kind of talks to Lon, and he actually, it's kind of written as a joke, but I thought this was actually a pretty pretty good advice where he was like, you know, hey, don't skip skip out on good hot dogs when you can get them. Yeah. Because he's saying, like, they don't exist. Sun, sunsets don't exist in his timeline because Earth is destroyed. And like every they don't it's so bad. So he's <clears throat> she's kind of mad at him for sort of loving this and having fun with it. And he's like, hey, this doesn't exist where I'm from. I have to take advantage and just enjoy life while I can. She she even says, like, it's weird. This this world seems so pleasant. And he yeah. says and then Kirk's like, yeah, it's it's awful. Oh, darn. <laughs> <laughs> As a joke, but but he reveals that Earth in his timeline uh, is unlivable above ground. Mm-hmm. So they've got like a series of subterranean tunnels, I guess that 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 people can survive in. But Thank above God. ground Thank is just for the hollow Earth, nonstop ash and 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 awfulness. So he's never never been on Earth. Like he reveals, he's never been to Earth. So. Mm-hmm. Where he is now is like his first time on Earth, yeah, which is pretty crazy. I mean, that's that's something about James C. Kirk. First time you go to a planet, you start hustling people with chess, like not two hours into your stay. <laughs> Dude knows what he's doing. But with his uh, chess shark money, he somehow purchases the swankiest, largest, <laughs> nicest hotel room I've ever seen in my life. It's got two rooms because they can so they can sleep separately. Right. But he's like, on a couch, but still, like, there's another whole room. He's so f- it's 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 a condo. They're in a condo, like Look, a high rise condo. Here's the thing, Steve and I, when we stay at hotels, it's your one room. There's a bed. Replace that H with an M. <laughs> <laughs> there's a bed. There's maybe a chair. Mm-hmm. There's maybe a desk and a TV. It's all in one room. Yeah. You don't even think about opening up that mini bar. This whole concept of like, oh, let me go from the living room to the bedroom doesn't exist in our like tax bracket. No, <laughs> so, no, it does not. Not even in my own apartment does that exist. <laughs> so what we're saying is Kirk slapped so much ass at the park <laughs> that he won enough money to... <laughs> To rent. Is that what you call it when you like kick ass and and chest? You're slapping ass? Yeah. He got so much money. He slapped so much ass at the park that. That's shag ass. He went to a downtown Toronto hotel known for, you know, not being super cheap, uh, especially what we presume is the near future. Mm -hmm. uh, Paid in cash. I don't know how you pay in cash at a hotel because typically they want to take a card so that. If you uh, mess up the room, they know who to bill. If you raid the mini fridge, they know who to bill. Mm-hmm. I'm pre- I, I don't think you can pay in cash for hotels. I, I mean, not the ones that I've stayed in. We, you, I, maybe I'm wrong, but uh, but he presumably not pays a hotel in cash. that nice. Exactly. Like, yes, yeah, right. Yeah. The if one you, that he's in doesn't seem went, like a hotel. That yeah. If you went to the Super Eight, you probably could get away oh, sure, with it. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like the Motel Six. Yeah. They're just they'll, they're begging you for money. <laughs> some some motels you pay by the hour. All right. I'm pretty sure it's I'm pretty sure it's a hotel. Yeah, it's a hotel with a view too yeah. of 
one of the longest bridges in the world that we find out. It's a big ass bridge. On. Uh, and uh, this scene, um, La'an wakes up. Mm-hmm. She, she can't sleep. Mm. No. She gets out of bed. She puts on a robe. She goes and stares at Kirk on she's, the couch. She's dreaming of Gorn babies. <laughs> Kirk's asleep. She watches him sleep for a bit. Cute. She walks off. But Kirk was not asleep. Mm. And he looks up. Doesn't see her. And that's the end of that scene. Yeah. He's like, oh, good. I have to rip one. She's gone. <laughs> I was about to have a blowout down here, and she wandered in. I've been holding that in. I was, she just stared at me. It was weird. <laughs> Do you have a uh, hot sound on that board for that? I don't. <laughs> The, the man had at least two hot dogs that we know of, <laughs> right? Did he put toppings on those or were those just like oh, straight up dogs? You know, so I think he had a straight up dog, the first two. What a weirdo. But then he went back for the oh, second one. He okay. was like, all right, gotcha. I know what I'm dealing with. I'm gotcha. loading up on every yeah. topping I can. Extra onions. Maybe some put relish. Some, for some reason, they had beans in that cart. Oh, yeah. He asked for beans. Oh, they put the poutine yeah. on the... Oh, actually sounds great. Yeah. Poutine on the hot dog. Sounds pretty dope. Sounds great. <laughs> Let's turn off the podcast real quick. Yeah. <laughs> Cut to the morning. Yeah. Kirk loves hot showers way better than a sonic shower. Yeah. Uh, but the, And he starts going through the, the little bar. Again. Again. <laughs> the mini fridge. How is the hotel room going to charge him for the M&Ms he pulls out of there? If they don't have a credit card on file. Well, how did they charge people before we had credit cards, Phil? Then again, now that I think about it, that's probably why he went into the fridge, because he's like, there's no consequences to this. Yeah. I can take whatever I want out of this fridge. They Mm -hmm. can't get me because I'll just walk away. And we've already established that he's willing to shoplift. That's true. (laughs) Didn't even give it a second thought. That is true. (laughs) That is true. Because he's a bad boy. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he kind of tells Lon this this thing where he's like, you know, I don't really, I'm not super invested in this mission because if we are to succeed and we stop this devastating attack in the past and we save your timeline, that means my timeline is destroyed. Yeah. I might not even be alive anymore. Uh, and she's kind of like, hey, but the, the timeline, my timeline is so much better. You know, there's a there's Starfleet where we work together with all sorts of different alien species. And it's this great, beautiful socialist utopia. My Earth still has sunsets. You could be an explorer and not <clears throat> a warrior. And he's like, yeah, but I might not exist. But then she drops this little bit of nugget on him. And that's like, hey, I've heard stories about you from your brother, Sam. And he's like, Sam's alive. Yeah. So apparently Sam's dead in his yeah. timeline, which is sad. R.I.P. Sam. But also, again, I think I mentioned this in one of the episodes we were on. Sam Kirk, every time that guy shows up on screen, I assume he's going to die right then and there. Well, <laughs> that dude is just one trip into a like a desk away from dying off the show. In the Alt-Kirk time timeline, he did. But after that big bombshell of Sam being alive, there's an even bigger bombshell behind him. The bridge that they have a beautiful view of in their beautiful, amazing apartment slash hotel room. The big ass bridge blowed up. Gets blown up. <sighs> and uh, <clears throat> it, it is at that moment that La'an uh, gets it. The message from the mysterious guy who beamed aboard. Get to the, the bridge. Ship. It didn't mean the bridge of the Enterprise. It meant this bridge. Yes. And you know what else La'an gets? What's, what is that? She gets that we have to thank 
the patrons for the month of June for streaming things. That's right. You can go onto patreon.com slash streaming things and become a patron of this show and help keep the lights on and the wheels running. And if you subscribe at a certain tier, you can get your name called out just like these super patron producers have for this month. You want to hear these names, Phil? Yeah. Oh, here they are. I'm going to give them to you. Okay. We got Chester Copperpot, mm. Stanton Valentino, who does a great job making Instagram reels for us, by the Yay. way. Svento7, Pills Baby, Jay Scramo, a.k.a. Ashley Ray, Alan Tomlinson, Wendy O'Laughlin, Jason Hawkins, Trey Barrera, <clears throat> Conrad, David Malfara, Kaylee Sampson, Rabbit Dog in a Barbie Car, Jose Ruben Cruz Rodriguez, Alexis Adler, Thomas Alexander, Amy, Joe Velez, Valerie, Aaron Layton, John Collins, Amanda King, Sun Loving Mortal, Andrew Gray, real quick. I know I passed this name, but John Collins is like the name of my nephew. And every time I read this, I always think, oh, Jonathan, <laughs> but it's not him. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Jadinklage Morgoon, Jen Robinson, Kate, Chloe Richardson, Kalisha Reeves, Kiki Newton, Kevin Strother, Jeanette Murphy, Casey McCain. And Enza. What's up, Enza? What's up, girl? I'm always really bad at coming back from reading these names. I don't know what to do. It's okay. It's just you do it every time you record. So we're just innocent men. <clears throat> Normal men. We're just normal men. Have you seen that? Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> just innocent <Cool>. men. <laughs> uh, well, these people who bombed the bridge certainly are not innocent, Phil. No. Uh, they get down to the bridge. There's already like a, a cleanup crew and paramedics and the police and other agencies are there. But this is not the moment that they have to stop from happening. This is just part of it. This is like the big clue. Get to the bridge. Boom, it's here. Hello. Come over here. Uh, so she ends up harassing this photographer that's nearby that's taking like photos and you had a very visceral reaction to her harassing this photographer do you want to talk about why uh she asks well she actually demands to see the pictures that that she just took Mm -hmm. and as a photographer as somebody who does event photography that is like my worst fear is that someone comes over like let me see that photo you just took yeah hey buddy that is nerve-wracking as hell Mm-hmm. So um, the fact that she was cool about it and like actually did show her, which like I would show the person to, I wouldn't like it, mm-hmm. but still, still do it. Um, it gave me like uh, <clears throat> I could just imagine being in her shoes and being like, I don't want to do this. This sucks. How awkward so. would it have been if if Lam was like, let me see that photo, and she's like, uh, I don't really want to show you. No, I need to see it. Let me see your photos. She pulls it up. It's like. Butts. These are all butts. <laughs> wow. <laughs> we went to the same point. Why are you taking photos of butts? <laughs> I like firemen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But luckily she was taking photos of the wreckage and she's like, hey, can you enlarge this? And she's like, you mean zoom in? Yeah. Uh, but there's like this type of scarring or scoring on the charring on the, charring yeah. on the wreckage. <clears throat> and Lon's like, I know that. That's from a, a, a photonic bomb. Yeah. Uh, and so they decide they got to follow the evidence because they're loading it into a truck. They're going to take it away so no one can see it. Notably, the photonic bomb that was used uh, would not have been invented <clears throat> for like a hundred more yes. years. So that's why it like stands out to her. That mm-hmm. That is her first clue. Like, this is what we need to like follow up on. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. But so they need to follow this car. They're loading it up into a van. And so Kirk's like, I got it. Yeah. Follow me. And he does the Vulcan nerve pinch to some poor random guy trying to get his uh, get into his red car, very fancy car. I'm not a car guy, so I have no clue what to call that car other than sport car. The red bumblebee <clears throat> is what I'll call the it. The red coupe. The red coupe. <laughs> 
yeah, he gets in and I love there's this really long shot where, you know, the, the, the van's starting to get away and Lon's like, hit it. We got to go. And he's like on it. And he turns he's turning the car on. He can't figure out how to, like, get it to go forward. And there's this long take of Laon just staring at him. I was rolling. That yeah. was so funny. Just her looking at him with such disdain yeah. while he struggled. She's like, really? Really, man? Come on. It's not like it's a stick, bro. But then we discussed at that point, like, if we were thrown back back in time and had to, like, start a Ford Model T, I don't know that I could figure it out in mm. in an instant. So, Dude, if we got sent back <clears throat> to the 1800s, I wouldn't know how to start a horse. <laughs> you whip it. Whip it real good. Whip it good. I don't want to hurt a horse. Yeah, I know. Yeah, sorry. I'll just be like, can you please go? <laughs> can you please show me the meaning of haste? <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, she's like, hey, man. Did, did did you wish that they had found like a less cool car? Like oh, if like they got in like got a, to a Dodge Stratus, <laughs> like like a Dodge Stratus or like a like a 2006 Ford Focus, just like a oh, nothing man. car. That just like great. a Yeah. Like, why did they have to get, like, the cool red coupe? Because it's Kirk. I know. His middle name is Discreet, Phil. Would be- <laughs> right. Which <laughs> Laon gives him shit about his uh, middle name. Yeah. A, you're not Discreet, brother. No. B, your middle name's Tiberius, <clears throat> the yeah. most insane name ever. Uh, we find out that, because they start talking about Sam again, mm-hmm. we find out Sam is actually his middle name. His first name is actually George. George. Did we know that before? I'm not, I don't I, think so. I'm not super well-versed in the... Kirk's brother lore of Star Trek. Same. I, I don't know. I don't know uh, <clears throat> if that's new info or not. Okay. So, uh, but yeah, he he he. Then he mentions like her name is also very funny, and you realize he's never heard of the Nunyan Sings. Also, uh, I, I I don't know if you caught this or not, but he messes up her name. Says um, Sung Sung, mm-hmm. and Sung is a reference to the name of the doctor who created Data. Ah, yes. So, just like that. Dr. Nice Soon. Little wink. Yeah, that, I did not catch that. That actually is really good. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so she, he's from a timeline that's <clears throat> never heard of, of her lineage, which is like the most infamous name in Star Trek lore. Yeah. Of course, referring to... Khan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Khan! Mm-hmm. Let's see, he, uh, Kirk does some six spins in I the car. I hate this scene. Oh, this, you don't like six spins? I don't like this scene because... Are you not a big fan of Fast and Furious films? I've never seen one. They're pretty good, actually. Yeah. I kind of like them. They're They're about family, I believe, right? Uh, All about family. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, with some cars. Um, No, he he drives through like a a public plaza, and he's like missing like pedestrians and shit. Mm -hmm. And as somebody who rides his bike a lot... um, You'd prefer he hit the pedestrians? No. I'm like extra sensitive to like being hit by cars, not because I've ever been hit by cars, but because I've been because I've been close to being hit by cars on my bike. So seeing this like fast moving red coupe through like a essentially a not street bothered me. Phil, if I ever had to call you a shape. It would be a square. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, this maybe when you public were almost, square. Maybe you were almost hit by a car because they were trying to save time and space, and you just happened to be the oh, NPC in their story. Shit, I didn't think about that. Yeah, you're welcome. Oh. You should find those people and thank so them. So what you're saying is, every time a car drives real close to me, mm-hmm. or honks behind me, yes, and maybe gives me the middle finger. They're telling you you're number one. It just means that they're trying to save the timeline from 
disaster. That's a, how I like to think about it. Okay. It really well, helps with the road rage when you have that, that, actually, that, that yeah. point of view. That's like, a good. Oh, yeah. they, they must be saving some kids. Okay. Hmm. All right. That's why they're in such a hurry. Not because they're a dick. I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> <laughs> but he does some six spins. There's a funny thing where he's like, hold on. And she <clears> like <throat> grabs the, what do you call that? The arm thing yeah. in the car. And he's like, I didn't mean literally. Uh, but this eventually gets him pulled over because he's driving like a maniac. And can you imagine? I kind of laughed at this scene. Okay, this, this is kind of funny. This is so stupid. I, I know what you're going to say. Because <laughs> it's it's kind of problematic in a way, too, where, like, they get arrested. There's, like, six cops for some reason. Like, they're going to arrest Kirk, and they're going to let her go. But then this this woman shows up. We find out her name's Sarah, but she shows up. She's got a phone. She's, she's the filming. photographer. She's the photographer. The earlier That's scene. Right, she was the photographer. Yeah. Uh, but she, now she's got a, phone, a cell phone. She's recording them, and she's like, She's doing like, hey, you you pulled over a random civil rights attorney. Oh, great. Like she's like really trying to like lean in on this. Like people don't trust cops. She's record, recording them on her iPhone 25 or whatever <laughs> yeah. it is at this point. <laughs> yeah, she's like, are you profiling profiling him for being American? The cops are like, oh, we're we are afraid of this. So let's let him go now. Like yeah. they had him in cuffs, like ready to put him in the back of his of their cruiser mm-hmm. and uh and they just let him go because there's a woman because there's a woman across the street like record uh, recording them like it just didn't now, make sense well now you do have to put yourself in the mindset phil that these are canadian police officers uh, these aren't american yeah, police officers right. if these were american police officers they definitely would not have given a shit if someone was recording them they're like okay cool yeah uh, i'll like, arrest you too the fact that they were like intimidated into letting him go was like come on this is i know like we are suspending a lot of belief with this show Mm -hmm. but i love how we take more issue with this than the the fact of time travel stupid (laughs) it's so dumb like they shouldn't have like any typical cop would be like we don't care we're doing our job yeah you can whatever sure record you want to record us that's fine but um i don't know I, i thought this was the weakest part of the script of the whole um episode yeah it's pretty weak yeah so they let him off of the warning so um and then they immediately leave mm-hmm. the car's still on the plaza as far as i know like <laughs> in the place that it's not supposed to be all the cops they, leave they abandon that car there they never get into that car again <laughs> i know so the cops are like yeah it's cool just drive it off of the public square or whatever you're on like these cops are gonna be f- they're gonna feel so stupid when the dude that kirk knocked the fuck out and stole the car from puts in a police report like oh <laughs> shit i know we caught that dude <laughs> oh no <laughs> whoops so instead they walk over to the girl who essentially bullied the cops into letting them go mm-hmm. sarah i i do like this bit where they introduce themselves and lawn's like hi my name is vanessa and kirk's like and i'm jim <laughs> yeah <laughs> could not come up with another name uh but yeah so as she they find out they start talking to her and she's like hey i helped <clears throat> you guys out because you're the only ones also looking into this and they're yeah. like oh you know what you something you know what's going on she's like yeah they're blowing up this bridge because it symbolizes international cooperation and if they blow up this bridge, we can go back to fighting each other instead of the real threat. Aliens. Aliens. Aliens? Aliens. Aliens. <laughs> she patch. points to the sky. <laughs> Aliens. Um, and so immediate. <laughs> whoa, whoa. Aliens. Oh, <laughs> remember that meme? Yeah. That's a good meme. 
Um, but yeah, they, so Laon immediately is like, is this woman crazy? <clears throat> I think she's a crazy conspiracy theorist. But Kirk's like, you know, let's talk to her. Hey, my wife was inducted, Laon. And she's like, I did, I was. And I saw the technology they had, a photonic bomb. And so they they end up going out to like a like a bar or pub with with this Sarah, and she's kind of telling them her whole thing. Uh, it's an international cabal. Aliens aliens uh, are kept secret in exchange for tech by all the governments of the world. Uh, there's probably a cold fusion reactor powering the whole damn operation, and it's all to slow down human progress. Uh, P- uh, Poutine's great. I have never identified more with Kirk in this moment. Yeah, he loves 100%. Poutine. I love Poutine. I love Poutine too. <clears throat> Excuse me. Got choked up about. I poutine. I love it. It's so it's, good. it's it's gravy. Yeah, on fries. I love it. And cheese curds. Oh, it's delicious. <laughs> cheese curds. It's so good, guys. Please <laughs> get 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 hip to it. If you've never had poutine, it's amazing. The thing is, is is you're sort of like on the fence about this girl. Like, is she crazy? Mm-hmm. But then, like, she presents them with like pretty clear photos and evidence mm-hmm. of like maybe she's actually not all that crazy maybe maybe like what she's what she's investigating is like actually the truth mm-hmm. yeah she's got photos of uh a, some sort of ufo look that looks very familiar familiar one might say she also has a surveillance photo of of, of some guy who was waiting outside 15 minutes before the explosion took off uh or and, and then t- he took off with the wreckage so she's got something to her story um, and she's just grateful that they actually listened to her and didn't tell her that she was crazy. And Kirk's and they go their separate ways. But Kirk's like, she's telling the truth. That ship, it's a Romulan ship. Dun dun dun. They're at war with Romulus. Yeah. And, and this uh, is the this is the dumbest thing that Kirk does does in the whole episode. This is the one he's like. That reminded me that Romulans <laughs> attacked Toronto first and wiped it off the map. I forgot about that. You know, that like <laughs> gigantic thing that destroyed a major city in the world. I forgot about that till right now. Till it's right like now. If, it, Steve, <clears throat> it's like if it's like if uh, they went back in time to like go know, back in time. September 10th, 2001. Yeah. New York. And he's like, huh? What I big event what are we happens. supposed to stop? Huh. And then it's like, oh, that's right. Like right before it occurs. So come on, Kirk. Like you should have like remembered that little detail yeah. uh, this whole time. It was that was so funny for the guy who's like, I don't know what Toronto is. What is Toronto? <laughs> oh yeah, that's the place Romulans <laughs> attacked and kicked off the whole war. Yeah. Uh but yeah. Once so, again, Kirk's pretty dumb. <laughs> Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Sometimes in life, we're faced with tough choices. The path forward is not always clear. Like you never know. Sometimes I used to sell cars for a living and I hated that job, but I made good money. I was able to buy a house. I was gone from my family all the time. I would podcast whenever I could. I didn't get to see many movies. I worked every Thursday night. It was terrible, but I was like, I got to do this. I got stuck in the middle class grind where I was like, hey, this is what's right for my family. Me to be miserable. We feel like we're stuck. We don't know what to do. So whether you're dealing with decisions around your career, sometimes in a relationship or anything else, therapy helps you stay connected to what you really want while you navigate life so you can move forward with confidence and excitement. Trusting yourself to make decisions that align with your values is like anything else. The more you practice it, the easier it gets. And like I said, I had to have a lot of practice and it was talking through that stuff with someone else that helped me. And that's why you could find a therapist using BetterHelp that meshes with your values 
in the way that you see life in that perspective, and they can talk you through in a way that you find valuable and that you understand. So you can do it entirely online, get matched with a therapist like this that you enjoy, that you find value in. And if you find that it's not working, you can switch at any time. It's extremely easy to switch it. So just think about that. Think about how close you are to finding a therapist to better your entire life. So if you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash streaming things today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash streaming things. So they, they, they latch on to this cold fusion reactor um, theory and how do they find a cold fusion reactor where they got to find some sort of engineer that could build them a device that could lead them to it? Where are they going to find an engineer to build them a cold fusion reactor finder in the Stone Ages? La'an looks at a screen in a window near nearby and sees a weather report. Let me tell you. With, <laughs> with weather over Vermont. That's my state. Yes. You come on down to Vermont, I'll tell you how to get the cold fusion reactors. We all pitched in. It was a socialist utopia. We all pitched in. We built it with our bare hands, our mittens, and now we have free healthcare for all. I'm just not going to say anything and just hope that you that you just vamp for like two more hours in the... the uh, Challenge accepted. <laughs> you can leave. <laughs> yeah, Pally is there. Steve, Steve this, is, this, is, this is another moment where we're both like, how much money did Kirk win in that park? Because yeah. they take a cab from Toronto to Vermont. Yes. How, how much they, money? How did they get into the United States? I don't know how they got there. Because <laughs> Kirk, Kirk must have won thousands in that park. And we just don't know. Apparently, we're in the wrong line of business. Apparently, we gotta, I, I've met her like get good at chess and go, just go well, down to the park. Get, you got to get good at 3D chess. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. then you can wipe the floor with these two mm-hmm. 2D chess losers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so once again, uh, an indeterminate huge amount of money that Kirk won got them down to Vermont, mm-hmm. where they see a building with the words the archaeology department scrawled on the side. Yeah, I, I, I liked that a lot. Because mm-hmm. Pelly is always going on about how she used to work for the archaeology department. And you think it's just like Lon and Kirk do. They think she's referring to some sort of institution or university. No, she just had a retail store that she has yeah, and owns just, and operates, I assume, out of her own house called the archaeology department. It's a fun name. Yeah, it's a great name. Yeah. That's honestly a very good name. Yeah. A lot of a lot of merchandising opportunities you can go through that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so the, they find Pelia. She kind of says, like, I know who you are. I know your secret. I know you're a Lanthanite. You stole that from the Louvre. Uh, <laughs> and, 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 then, and then there's this really weird line where, like, we <clears throat> the way they found her store was... Uh, uh, Kirk, this Kirk paid a guy at the Apple store to tell him what DuckDuckGo was or how to use DuckDuckGo. Yeah. Once again, referencing the huge amount of money he made in the park. Yeah. Went to the Apple he store. He went to the Apple store to get a new iPhone. DuckDuckGo'd it. <laughs> I, and I'm, I don't know <clears throat> if I'm like getting older or if I'm just lame. 
I yes. had, I honestly yes. had no fucking clue what DuckDuckGo was. So it's just you, a search search engine that you can use. Well, yeah, because he said that, and I looked at you. I'm like, what What is he talking about? And you're like, it's a search engine. I'm like, they couldn't afford the rights to Google or something. I think, I think Duck <laughs> a Duck, search engine that people use. So DuckDuckGo, I believe, is like a search engine that has like privacy um, measures in place. Like it, like its whole thing is like, you can use us and and the data. Like we don't collect data on the searches. Oh, okay. I believe, I believe, and maybe I have that wrong, but, um, I've heard them advertised on podcasts recently. So I think, I honestly think that was product placement more than anything else. Oh, wow. You, you, you <clears throat> I just, I Googled DuckDuckGo. Ooh, ouch. And, uh, <laughs> the first hit, DuckDuckGo'd it. DuckDuckGo is the internet privacy company for everyone who's had enough of hidden online tracking and wants to take back their privacy now. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> DuckDuckGo, calm the fuck down. You have <laughs> DuckDuckGo in your name. Personally, I still ask Jeeves. Don't you too? Yeah. You, do you fucks with Lycos? Hell no. <laughs> Don't even. Ugh. That is... I... I thought you knew me better. I think you, you know it. You knew me better than I, that. You're definitely an Ask Jeeves kind of guy. Yeah. I do kind of miss the Ask Jeeves. I haven't used it in a while. I know it's still around, but yeah. But you had to like literally ask hey, it in a form uh, of a question. Ask Ask Jeeves right now what DuckDuckGo is. Can you hear me? Do you, is it just AskJeeves.com? Are you serious? I don't know. I haven't been on the site <laughs> since like 2004. Google it. I am Googling. <laughs> Google Ask Jeeves, then Ask Jeeves what ask DuckDuckGo Jeeves. Oh, is. Oh, it's Ask.com ask now? Did they change it? Does no, it not uh, exist? Just type in Ask Jeeves. Does Ask Jeeves, to, ask Jeeves, now known as Ask.com, is a question and answer search engine business founded in 1996. Steve, I got to be real. I have i don't think I've ever used Ask Jeeves. <laughs> what? Okay, so I go to Ask.com. And ask.com. I, I'm going to ask.com. It's very different. Lots of butts. <laughs> it, it's, it's just, it's just, it's just question of the day. Which of these top home security company question mark? What? what? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh man. Why didn't this win out on the search engine wars? <laughs> okay. Well, that anyway. was fun. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so they're like, Hey, Pelia. You're the only person we could trust. We yeah. need you to engineer something to help us find the cold fusion reactor. We need an engineer. And she's like, well, why'd you come to me? I run retail. I'm not an engineer yet. I attended a math class once, but that was when Pythagoras made the crap up. Yeah, she said uh, she hasn't taken a math class since he made it up. Yeah. It's a pretty good line. Yeah. Pretty good line. Pretty Which good. is kind of funny. So, like, in her very long life journey, she has yet to find her true calling, her passion, being a starship engineer. Yeah, she was like, um, <clears throat> she says later on in the scene, like, oh, I I must have missed my calling. And it's like, you live forever. Like, <laughs> you gonna, you haven't missed it. <laughs> you're going to have several you of do those. It, whatever you want. You're going to have several <laughs> callings. Congratulations. You're going to yeah. eventually she's going to get bored of being a starship engineer. Maybe. And she's going to become uh, an ass Jeeves. I mean, <laughs> I hate to <laughs> say this, but she could be a Pulaski. She might be just a season tour. Maybe Ooh. maybe she doesn't survive. Oh. I mean, I hope she does. I love her. Is that going to be the, love the meta joke of Strange New Worlds as all their engineers only last <laughs> a season? Uh, Pulaski was a doctor. Oh, sorry, he, sorry. I, I You're referencing the engineer from the first mm, season. Mm, okay, okay, mm. okay. I missed. <laughs> we were talking about Pulaski. I'm sorry. Coming at me. Sheesh. Hot. 
Um, so yeah, she says like, <laughs> I just, okay. I don't know exactly what I, my notes are terrible in this section. Cause I don't know what actually led. We were eating little Caesars pretzel pizza. I was, you know, I was in another world. I was unto myself, but I'll explain it. I, I, I just wrote down, <clears throat> they need precious tritium. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> so just the treaty. Okay. So, so here's what, here's, here's what she said. <clears throat> uh, tritium is found in like these like deep sea watches and tritium mm -hmm. glows when it's exposed to a specific type of radiation and the radiation they're trying to seek is the one emitting emitted by the cold fusion reactor, the cold fusion mm -hmm. reactor. So since they don't have tri tricorders, they need some way to like, figure out how close are we to this cold fusion re reactor and through talking with her they realize that these old watches because she works in a, in an antique store have um tritium in them and essentially uh she breaks a watch she takes off the glass to expose the tritium to open air mm -hmm. and then presumably they'll use that to um Marco Polo their way to the cold, the cold fusion reactor. That's the official term for yeah, it. Yeah, right, Marco yeah. Polo. <clears throat> so, and they're like, hey, you're, you're great at this. Like maybe there's an engineer job for you in the future. And mm -hmm. she's like, oh, okay. Maybe I will. Yeah. That's actually a really good impression. <laughs> I'm going to work on it. Yeah. It's not, it's not fully developed. I'm right. working on it. Right. But yeah, I just laugh. Like you, Phil and I have a little special relationship to to uh, Precious Tritium. Um, we made a short film in high school together called Spider Mike, which made fun of uh, Spider Man Two. And if you remember, Doctor <clears throat> Octavius in that movie is looking for tritium, mm. and so that was also the MacGuffin in our movie. So yeah. there was a summer where we were going, "I need Precious Tritium," <laughs> and it was just like fucking Tic Tacs because yeah. we didn't know what those looked like. <laughs> they were like off-brand Tic Tacs, though, because they were like translucent blue mint balls though right yeah yeah there's yeah they're strange yeah uh but yeah so kirk wants to wear the wait watch. a minute wait 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 you missed the most important thing this next scene mm -hmm. shot of toronto time lapse thank god the cn tower still exists i'm just saying i was glad to see it there it's still there toronto's iconic tower is intact the Romulans haven't blown they haven't it up blown yet. Blown up yet? We're, it's still good. There's still time. Yeah, there's still time. Thank God. Thank God. Now do you, you think, may proceed. Do you think Kurt saw that on the one of their during their walk? It was like, oh yeah, is that the Eiffel Tower? <laughs> Dumbass. Kurt. I've never seen the Burj Khalifa. <laughs> <laughs> but Kirk wants to wear the watch because it's a man's watch. Um, and they kind of have a. This is so dumb, but also it's very Kirk. So mm -hmm. I, yeah. I like. I understand that that they're paying homage to a '60s icon of masculinity, Sex. but it was just like, oh, <laughs> gross. <laughs> they do it in a charming way. <clears throat> yeah, it's it's, it, it's more like he's being a little kid. Like I want to wear the watch because it's a man's watch. Yeah, but like deep down, you know, he's like real about about that though. Yeah, he's like, but also women shouldn't vote. <laughs> oh, jeez. Like, he's one of those. Uh, he lures yeah. in with that charm and then misogyny. Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> but yeah, he kind of says, like, you might be the only person in the world where a hot dog saved your life. Mm -hmm. uh, and Jokingly. Jokingly, yeah. yeah. I mean. He's, I like, they're both kind of putting on the charm at this point. Mm -hmm. Like, they're walking a little bit closer. 
It's dark outside now. They're mm-hmm. alone. They're yeah. in the big city of Toronto that mm-hmm. Kirk just remembered was going to be wiped wiped off the face of the map soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's very romantic. And La'an, in a very un-La'an move, kind of like opens up to him. And she essentially off, offers him the chance to come back with her to her to her timeline because she has grown to like him. Mm-hmm. She's clearly having feels for him. And yeah. we have we have we haven't seen this I'm mode. I'm also starting to feel things from him too. <laughs> we haven't seen this mode of hers yet. Because typically Soft she's been, lawn, yeah. Yeah. So that was nice. He's she's gonna be Noonan singing his praises. <laughs> and Phil has taken off his headphones and he is leaving the studio. Uh, <laughs> let me let me do a, a very late rim shot here. Boom. Nailed it. Noon. Oh, you're back. Hi, buddy. Reluctantly. Reluctantly. <laughs> I'll finish out this episode, but then I'm done. Oh, thank God. Yeah. Uh, but yes, yeah, he, he's kind of worried that if they save this universe, he wants to save it. Uh, uh, Laon's universe. He's he's worried that he's just going to disappear. He wants to go back with her to her universe, and she's like, "Well, hey, this will do, Dad. Took me back, so if if you're with me, you can come back to my universe with me, in theory." Mm-hmm. And he's like, eh, "That sounds kind of cool." Um, she also kind of contemplates, like, "Hey, you know, maybe life isn't so bad with people not knowing who the Nunian Sings are, uh, the Scarlet Letter." My whole life, it's been the Scarlet Letter my whole life, and Kirk pretends like he doesn't know what the Scarlet Letter is or Hawthorne is. He pretends. Dude can't read, so he's never read this book. You know he did like, I'm kidding with you. They kiss, and then as soon as she got like a step ahead of him, he's like, he's like, duck, 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 go, like, who is Scarlet Letter? He thinks it's a person. Like, he's just so dumb. I duck, duck, go it. The guy at the Apple store gave him a phone because he's like, this guy's so dumb and he doesn't know where he's going here. Just take the like model off the store store shelf. Here's DuckDuckGo. This will here's like here's chat GPT. Just ask that whatever you need and, and you're good to go. Hey, Gus, it's me. Uh, yeah, the guy from the Apple store earlier. Yeah, the one you told about DuckDuckGo question. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so this leads them. Uh, he he puts the moves on her. He gives he leans in, gives her a little kiss. But Lon kisses him back. Oh, oh, haven't seen this mode. Mm, the security is compromised. <laughs> oh, security around my heart has been compromised. <laughs> oh. Uh, and as do you ship these two as hard as you ship uh, Spapple? Not as hard, but yes, I do. Of At the end of this would. episode, of course you would. Yes, you know why? Why? Because I love love. Oh Jesus! I love You're love. So gross. Oh my God! They kissed. Her icy heart has been melted because <clears throat> James C. Kirk is just that wry, sly devil. He's just kind of a dumb hunk. He's a himbo. <laughs> yes, yeah. he is. He's a total himbo. Yeah, I love yeah. him. I love yeah. him. Uh, <laughs> but as they're smooching, her her watch lights up, and he says, "Hey, you broke your promise. You told me you were going to tell me when the, the when that lit up, and you didn't." I kind of missed the whole promise thing. So when he said, "Like you broke your promise," I was a little like, "Wait, what? What happened?" Yeah, you asked me, and then I had to expl- explain it. You prom you promised you wouldn't kiss me, <laughs> <laughs> no matter how much I tried to get you to. This is this is this is the next moment where I was like left scratching my head because the watch glows. They look over, they see a, a brick building mm-hmm. 
presumably locked. How the fuck did they get in that super secret building with the uh, the Noonien Singh Institute Institute inside? Well, what you see is Laan <clears throat> put stolen clothes in someone that happened to be walking by, and it set off an alarm. The security guard had to go get them. Okay, yeah. <laughs> that's removed. What 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 would have been funnier is if um, the guy whose car got stolen was walking by. <laughs> He just got nerve pinched again. And he got nerve pinched again. But <laughs> his apart but his apartment was upstairs of that building. So as he, he opens key. the door, he's like, God damn it, I had to walk home. Took me all day to walk home because my it's car got stolen. Again. I have to walk in. I'm just gonna go upstairs, take a bath, drink a beer, try to forget it. And as he opens that door up, neck neck pinched again. And that's how they gained access. Oh, no, not again. <laughs> passes out. Oh, man. Uh, so, yeah, they, they go into that that office building or that building and shock. The interior of the lobby says the Noonien Singh Institute. Yeah, I sort of jumped the gun on that. Sorry, I mentioned that like a minute ago <laughs> and I didn't mean to. No, that's fine. Like what, from my perspective, mm-hmm. When they reveal that Nunyan Singh, mm-hmm. I didn't think it was without the realm of possibility that we were going to get some Nunyan Singh shenanigans in this episode because they're going in the past. She's there for a reason. Is it because of the recap they played at the beginning of the episode that no. was all about her her last name? No, and- it's because I'm really smart and have great media <laughs> literacy. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> all right, all right. Fair it's enough. not that at all. Fair enough. Uh, but but still, this got me. I was like, oh, <clears throat> they're doing the thing. They're mm-hmm. doing a con. Maybe. Maybe. My suggestion for naming iconic moments, iconic moments is starting to look pretty good, isn't it? Man, yeah, maybe. Too bad we didn't go with that. Well, maybe uh, we will be, for this episode. But yeah, they see there's like a secret door that requires a, a handprint recognition. Mm-hmm. And so she just has this sort of wily idea like, hey, I'm a Noonien Singh. Yeah. wonder if this will recognize my... Maybe the DNA biometrics will work for me since I'm a Noonien Singh and my last name is on the wall. Yeah. And, and you know, in fairness, if a security <clears throat> guard were to abscond them, she could be like, uh, do you realize who I am? And point at the wall. Let's put a pin in this because we're going to uh, I've got a question for you. OK, that we need to get through a bit more of the episode. So pin number one. Pin. Right. Pin. So she goes up. She puts her hands Hand on the device. The door opens. Egads. And who do we see? Oh, wait. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, thank you. There you I go. Whoosh. Was waiting for you to press that so we can move on. Yeah, I know you thank were. You. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, but we see Sarah. With a with what? A gun. Yeah. Pointed at whom? Them. <laughs> Who's them? Lon and, and Kirk. Nice job, buddy. Yeah, I thought along. <laughs> I take notes. <laughs> she's there to double cross them. Yeah, so she turns out she's from the future. She's a Romulan from the future. From the from the future. Oh my gosh! And she everything she told them was true, but she's the one that's been behind it. Uh, she's been trying to slow the progress of humanity. Uh, she's been a part of this like temporal time force that's been charged with doing this because the Romulans know that. Humans are a pretty prickly thorn in their side when it comes to the events of Star Trek. and But she is part of this group, and she thinks that they're not going far enough. She thinks that they need to really hit them hard, and so that's why she needs to get into this building. 
Um, but Kirk kind of is like, hey, well, if you shoot us, uh, that's going to make a big loud bang. It's going to big noise. Alarm's going to go off and you're not going to be able to get in there. And she calls his bluff and she shoots him. Bang. She shoots and she gives him a, a, a James TKO. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm on a roll today. I'm, I'm on to a roll, Ted. I'm on a roll today. Uh, but it's really sad. So Kurt's like dying on, like has him in her arms and he's like, say hi to Sam for me. And, and dies. <laughs> <laughs> is that how he dies? Is that his death noise? <laughs> <laughs> I wish the listeners could have. I hate that. Stop <laughs> that. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> I wish the listeners could have seen how how excitedly you worked that board to get to that one specific button. <laughs> I really wish everybody could have seen the glee in this man's eyes as he Yeah. Stop it. <laughs> I hate that. It's so my much. favorite button. Oh, I hate it. I I oh. I will th- I will th- throw that in anywhere I can. I love it. Oh, so yeah, curse dead. Shocking. Did that Leads shock you? Uh, yeah, it did. I I mean, um, I mean, it makes sense, but it's like kind of shocking because like Kirk has <laughs> Kirk is, uh, I guess, spoiler alert for um, Star Trek Generations of the movie. Uh, Kirk dies in that by falling off of a <laughs> falling off of a like like a walking bridge yeah. in a like shallow valley. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the great. James T. Kirk dies by by fall, like falling in a collapsible <gasps> walking this episode bridge. Featured a bridge. Mm, that's true. Yeah, mm. but then Kirk dies just in this like weird building in Toronto by one gunshot to the chest in 2023 or whatever. Uh, so he so I like that they're keeping the record of just like very unceremonious ways of killing. Captain Kirk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he's not. Uh, we'll get there. Yeah. Uh, but Laon is like super mad. You shot my friend. Yeah. And so she goes and attacks uh, Sarah. But Sarah's Romulan. She Romulan came to strength. play. She's got that Romulan strength. So yeah. she like makes quick work of Laon and sort of like grabs her by her hair and is like pulling her through <clears> and using her biometrics to get further and further into the compound. And eventually they start heading towards the, was it the genetics laboratory? Well, she takes out like four guards who respond to the alarm mm, yeah, because of right. the gun gun gunshot. So here's where I want to that pin I put. Let's take that pin out. Are are is what we're to believe that everybody in this facility has Noonien Singh DNA cuz they use their biometrics to get in there. Like we saw a guy Oh, I I I took that as like you're in a system Okay, you're right. in like that, that, makes more that sense. building system. Like if if you're supposed to be there, your biometrics will unlock, and it's some sort of okay yeah. server server. It, that makes more sense because because my thought it's was just like a big family reunion. It was just like, like oh, like Laon's watching like her great 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 cousins get wasted in these very tight I just, halls. I just got this image of like a family of redneck incestuous Noonien Sings like brother Cletus Noonien Sing. We got a, we, we got an inviter. Oh, I'm getting her Jedediah Noonien Sing. Zebulon Noonien Sing, get your guns. Uh, yeah, well that obviously makes more sense that they don't all have to be Noonien Sings to work there, but I I yeah, it's it's um 
that was a thought. That well, it makes me wonder, me. like, who is the <clears throat> that present day Toronto Nunyan Singh working there that yeah. obviously is in the computer that was like, you're good. Come That's on a good in. point. That's a good point. Maybe we'll find that out at some yeah. some point. Or maybe it literally just maybe or maybe this little kid just has access to the whole <laughs> building, which seems well, we're wrong. not there yet. Uh, but yeah, so she's, she's leading her down to the genetics laboratory and they get to a door and on the door. There's a little little sign that says, come in the worst handwriting ever. Oh, I'm sorry. Con! There you go. There we go. There yeah, but go. in the worst handwriting ever. So like this space, <clears throat> the space time assassin, Sarah, yeah. is is her mission is to kill the infamous Khan Noonien Singh because the computer told her to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so her, her her thought process is that uh, by killing, well, she doesn't really truly understand why the computer has told her to kill uh, space Hitler yeah. uh, in the crib, essentially. She doesn't really fully understand. She kind of hypothesized that without the darkness and the the eugenics wars that and the genocide that happened as a result of what Khan Union Singh does as an adult, humanity wouldn't be able to find their enlightened period after that. And make a federation. And make a federation and then be a thorn in the Romulan side yeah. for forever. Um, so she's here to kill him. Uh, she said that she wanted it to happen or something similar to happen since like 19 or she's been here since 1992. Okay. So this is the only part that I'm not super clear on. So did she like overshoot the timeline and go back too far? And then she had to wait until Khan was of a certain age. I see. I was thinking, so she, she's part of this force yeah. that's been slowing down humanity. So she, I, I was thinking that she was sent back in 1992. She's been doing what she's supposed to be doing, like these small little attacks. Yeah. But she's like, though, the real big thing is killing Khan, okay. but I got to wait 30 fucking years to do it. And so she, that's why she's like, <clears throat> I'm, I need to get off the shithole. I've been here way too long. If I kill this kid, then I can finally go go home. Oh my god, I'm getting hot. That's what I think she was saying. Okay, all right, all right. Yeah, yeah. I I watched it twice, and I think I was so caught up in the acting of the moment that that the dialogue got lost. Like I was just so transfixed of like, wow, what's going to happen? <laughs> you're on your <clears throat> your the edge of your seat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is this kind of like oh there there is one thing oh um so she's like. I have to kill this kid. Mm-hmm. And La'an's like, you can't kill the kid. He's a Noonien Singh. I'm a Noonien Singh. I can't mm-hmm. let you kill this kid because if you essentially kill him, then I don't exist. Mm-hmm. And, and That's a time paradox. Sarah reveals that um, the device in La'an's pocket actually keeps her safe from changes. So mm-hmm. even if she kills Khan, La'an's safe. Yeah. And she can re- and, and she can return to her timeline and presumably there will be no like legacy of Khan, which mm-hmm. has plagued La'an her whole life. Yeah, because she has this really good line where she says like his legacy is like genocide and death and war, but also her. Did you think for a split second that maybe sh- that maybe La'an was like, yeah, OK, let's do it. I think so. I think she considered it for a hot second because. Yeah, because, I mean, that is such an awful... It's literally the question, like, would you go back in time and kill Hitler as a baby? Like, yeah. that that whole, like, theoretical question that people ask a lot. Because she acts like it to get the upper hand and, and, and start the fist fight. But mm-hmm. I don't know if she actually felt that or if she was 
playing. I think she was playing because she also wants to get rid of Sarah. Yeah. Because, I mean, even though Sarah's like, hey, you'll be okay if you kill and uh, help me kill Noonien Singh. But she, as, what's to say that as soon as she opens that door for her, she's not just going to shoot her in the back? Sure. You know, so like she's got to take Sarah out. Which she does. She ends up like, like you said, she gets the I mean, upper hand. She tricks her. Sarah raises the gun to the back of her head before mm-hmm. she, before she opens the door. So, it was my thought was like Sarah's gonna wait until she gets the green light and the whooshing door. Give me the green light. And then once she gets that, she's like, Yeah, yeah. I Lon's think, dead. I think you're right. She was she was waiting for Pitbull to give her the green light. <laughs> she's ready to go. Oh oh, oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, she she fights. Laon kind of gets the gets the jump on Sarah. They fight for a little bit, and Laon ends up shooting shooting Sarah and killing her. And Sarah takes like the equivalent of like time space uh, uh, cyanide capsule and yeah. just disintegrates in a puff of smoke, green smoke, green smoke. <clears throat> yeah, and she ends up going into into the room to see little little Khan Noonien Singh, who's just a little boy cowering he, behind the bed. He's just a boy. You get the little boy. Please don't press that voice button again. I wasn't going to, but now I no, think it's in the back no, of my mind. No. <laughs> yeah, and she has a little a little conversation. Uh, this little boy's scared of her. He's a, He is afraid, but he's unhurt. Mm-hmm. Afraid, unhurt. He's worried about her. She has him sit next to him, and she tells him, you're right where you need to be. Yeah. And that's kind of a chilling thing because she knows what this kid's going to grow up and do. But in this moment, he's just a child. He's just a boy. I have one question. Does I have this, three answers. Does this imply one of them are true? Does this imply that Khan's Canadian? <laughs> oh, the irony! <laughs> the, the, Maple leaves, politeness, poutine. The last place Khan. you'd expect Khan to come from is oh Canada. Yeah. No, but for real, like, is are they retconning? Oh boy. Retconning. Uh, yeah, yeah, we got it. Are they retconning uh, Con Lore to be like, yeah, he's from Toronto. He was born and raised. Well, I guess he doesn't have to necessarily, necessarily be from there. He could just be there for some, maybe. for the genetic testing I that like they're doing. Th- my, my Con is Canadian. Mm, my so. Con has a tuxedo t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. Because it says he wants to be formal, but he's here to party. Okay, gotcha. All right, all <laughs> that's right. that's my preferred con. Yeah, makes sense. Uh, so but she, yeah, she sees she sees her her horrible ancestor as just a little boy. Mm-hmm. And like a little innocent boy, which yeah. has got to be trippy as hell because I mean, she knows the legacy that he goes on to to leave. Mm-hmm. And we've seen Khan um later on uh <clears throat> in life and he's not a good dude so it's kind of crazy to see like this man who would grow up to be an awful awful dude and responsible mm-hmm. for like death and uh see him as just this scared cowering little boy in a room yeah because he's at that point in his life innocent of all that he hasn't done that yet he's not even that person he's not the person he will become so how can you exact judgment on someone who hasn't committed a crime yet it's very trippy 
Did you notice that the um, the device that he's a shitty drawer? Yes, <laughs> I did. Yeah, uh, Con Union yeah. Singh, stick figures all day, yeah. every day, baby. Maybe you should augment your artistic side oh, because uh, oh, oh, oh. you need some uh, help with that. Got him. Oh. <laughs> I thought you were going for the other voice modulation one. No, no, thank God. Tricked you, oh, tricked you. Uh, the device uh, turns green as soon as um, Sarah gets plugged mm-hmm. <clears throat> so laon knows at this point like mission complete she can return to her time at any time <laughs> and and she does yeah she's got to go forward in time uh she's still in her cool ass outfit she goes onto the bridge and her her captain pike's there everyone's there they look at her and they're like hey is uh is everything all right you, you doing okay why are you why you're not in uniform and i love that one shot when he says you're not in uniform who was like oh i've got to see this laon's <laughs> not in uniform yeah. holy shit yeah she's like so excited also like it's nice of the main care character of the show to grace us with his presence again i know jeez we're three episodes in the star trek season three we've got barely maybe like one any, and a quarter of pike yeah barely any <laughs> pike so far <laughs> So I'm um, a hurting for a Captain Pike squirt, and that's what I need, right? <laughs> Sidebar. Um, I think the reason he's not. Well, we're on- not doing that episode this week. <laughs> <laughs> Call back to last week. Uh, okay. Uh, digression. There you, okay. Digression. Um, I believe the reason he's not in the first three episodes as much is because I believe he was having a baby at that point. Like, like he and his wife like, oh, had a great. newborn. So I. I, I I, I've seen that on Reddit. I don't know if it's true, but hmm. um, and I know he does have a young child, but um, the math adds up. Yeah, the math might add up. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think that's what like it's not that they're trying to write Pike off as much as they can. I, I think it was just like Ants Amount like didn't have it in his schedule to yeah he wants be to, on the show as much. Yeah, he wants so. to be with his newborn baby because yeah, he's because he's a great dude as he should be. Yeah, because he's he's a king. Yeah, yeah. On this show, Ants Amount can get it. <sighs> Hands and mouth can get it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Cook for me, daddy. So, uh, yes, yeah, so, uh, Laon's kind of like, okay, I'm back in my timeline. She goes into her room. Wait, 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 wait. Before we move on, I, I'm sorry to stall us again. Did you Keep think stalling. Pelia at this point recognized her? I th- I, I thought we were going to get something like that. It was like, oh, dear, did you come back? Yeah, like, because like... How was Vermont? Right, because at this point, like, she's the only one who's lived through all of that. Yeah, does, good point. Does that also mean that Pelia, the first time she she went on the ship and saw Laon, she's like, I know her. Oh, duck, duck, go. <laughs> Before we even <laughs> did, right. right. <laughs> hey, how'd that tritium thing work out? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> I get the tritium thing now. Yeah. Whoa. Whoa. Bones. Whoa. <laughs> I would love to see Lon do that. Like the yeah. mind, blow yeah. my mind motion. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, she goes back into her room and we get to see Agent, was it Amelie? Is that what she yeah. said? Or, or it was Emily, but spelled obnoxiously. Yeah. Y-M-A-L-A-Y. Hi, I'm Agent Emily. Yeah. My parents wanted me to be unique. <laughs> uh, but she is a temporal agent. Yes. Oh my goodness. You haven't heard of us because we don't exist yet. Yeah. Thank you for completing uh, Gray Suit Guy's mission. He was a total <clears throat> chump. I'm glad you stepped in and saved his ass. Uh, don't tell anyone about what you saw, is what she says. This is a fun 
this was a fun reveal for me because I'm like, I, I'm pretty sure that's the same one. There, there's a there's a DS9 episode where um, th- this is honestly one of the coolest things um, that Star Trek has ever done. They went back and they edited the Tribbles episode from like 1967 um, and they edited in the DS9 cast into that episode because yeah, the cool. Department of Tem- Temporal Investigations um, I forget the exact plot plot line, but they were in that and they essentially had to go back in time and they edited the crew of that of DS9 into the original show. Mm-hmm. And they did like a really amazing job. Like it's honestly one of the best episodes of Star Trek I've seen. Um, really cool. Like they like the lighting, the um, costuming, like they made it look like the six, like the 60s. Oh, it's that's cool. Awesome. But I believe that that was the first introduction of this like temporal investigation unit. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so so it was cool to see that like c- callback. And then I was thinking like, wasn't there a temp like a temporal agent group in Disco? And so I looked it up, and so I'll, I'll read what I read. Or, okay. Um, the main org- organization introduced in Discovery's third season is the Temporal Accords, which is yes. an agreement that governs time travel in the 32nd century. It is overseen by the Temporal War temp- Temporal War Department. This department is responsible for ensuring compliance with the accords, investigating temporal ano- anomalies, sorry, and maintaining the timeline's integrity. So related, but I love that like we're getting a little bit more more of this like sprinkled into Trek. Even though mm-hmm. I don't like time travel, I like that they're like staying consistent. Yeah, with they, this whole thing. it's something they've introduced in the past. Yeah, and they, they're bringing it in when necessary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But not lean. I like that they don't lean on it. Yeah, but yeah, they just yeah. when it's fun and makes sense for them to be there, they're there. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, she she tells Laon, you protected the timeline in a way no one else could have because she is a Singh and a Nunyan Singh. And she's like, and I'll take that uh, little Walkman box back, please. And thank you. Also, don't talk about this with anyone. Yeah, it's a secret. If <laughs> like you tell no one, if you tell anybody, we'll kill you as a baby. <laughs> we can do that. <laughs> and so uh, Emily pops off. Uh, we see that Lon still has that watch that her and Kirk had to with this precious tritium in it. And so she calls Lieutenant Kirk uh, to see what he's up to. And this, this timeline of Kirk has, has never really had an interaction with Lon. doesn't know who she is. He, at first he thinks that she's calling because something has happened to Sam, because again, me laugh. <laughs> the moment that dude's on screen, I feel like he's going to step on a twig and break his back <laughs> and die immediately. Oh no, what did Sam do? She mentions that she's from the Enterprise and he was like, oh no, what did Sam Sam do now? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that was his first thought. And she kind of comes up with this like, oh, c- yeah, because that's the justification for calling. She's like, why are you calling me a random person yeah. on another ship? And she's like, well, I need more information on your brother, Sam. Where were you guys born? And he's like, Riverside, uh, uh, yeah, Riverside, Iowa, just like me. Oh, he was born on Earth, <laughs> not the USS Iowa, the real ass Iowa. She, she was like, Iowa on Earth, and he's like, Yeah, on Earth, <laughs> yeah, crazy pants. <laughs> <laughs> Where else? I love that. There's even though they have such a small interaction, it still ends with Kirk being like, Hey, buy me a drink next time you're on space dock, and I'll tell you all the deets about George Samuel Kirk. Like he's, he can't help himself. Yeah, he's got a flirt. 
not a not a bold new frontier that he won't explore. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Phil, do you know what I mean? Do you know what I am saying? I, 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 bold I, new frontiers. I get it. Where no man has gone before. Yes, Phil, I got do you it. get me? <laughs> yes, I got it. Do you it. get me, Phil? Knuckles. Knuckles me, Phil. Yeah, baby. <laughs> and then on cries. Yeah. It's very sad. Yeah. Because she can't. She, she has like a good proper cry, too. Mm. Like, again, have not seen this gear from her. Mm-hmm. Um, she's always pretty like cold and stoic. And yeah, she just lets loose. And it's it honestly is really sad. She's been through this very traumatic event. She saved the world, basically. She can't tell any of her friends. And then she made a very important relationship with someone that she watched die, mm-hmm. saved him, but they don't know who she is and she can't talk about it. I'm smiling not because it's funny, but because <laughs> of what um, somebody in the room said at this moment. Uh, you want to tell that story? Yeah, so <laughs> Phil and I were watching the episode and my girlfriend Erica had come over <clears throat> and she also has been watching the show. And so when she starts crying on the couch, Erica just goes, "Will this woman please go into therapy already?" <laughs> which is which is funny. Yeah, but I mean it's a good point because Laon has gone through some shit. She's got the Gorn. She's got this this whole um, thing that she yeah. can't talk to anybody about. Mm-hmm. Like she's got a lot she's of she's got a lot of, of stuff bottled up. She needs yeah. to talk to somebody about yeah. it. If, maybe maybe if there was a, con- a counselor, Deanna Troy. <laughs> I think that would be a useful position to have on this enterprise. Sure. Sure. Do they have those yet? I'm surprised like Counselors. the, the um, temporal investigation group doesn't have like counts counselors that cause like, cause like realistically they don't want her to like talk about this. Yeah. They don't want to narc, but they understand that like people need the outlet to get it off their chest. So like, why don't they provide like mental health well, like that? But you know, I think as, <laughs> As a socialist utopia that Starfleet is, they have never been ones to really prioritize mental health. But I mean, like Deanna <laughs> Troy was on the ship for for like count. She was on a ship. <laughs> Every yeah. other ship. Does she not- was on Enterprise, though. Of course, was in the future. Yeah. But I'm. We have we have we have counselors here now in schools. Like this is not a new concept. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they should have a counselor on. Enterprise well, the, and what's time. Uh, Paul F. Tompkins bird character and Miglamo. Miglamo. Yeah. Yeah. Miglamo. yeah. Yeah. But again, that's like a hundred years in the future of what, what of where, where we're at here. We're so. getting there. We're yeah. getting there. Yeah. By the time Pike realizes his future, maybe there will be a, <laughs> it gets better. It gets better. Yeah. It gets better. Well, with that, Phil, mm-hmm. who's your acting captain, my guy acting oh. captain, of course, is the segment where we decide where we choose we give the streamy, as it were, to our favorite performer of the episode. Mm-hmm. They are acting captain for the week. And Phil, who is yours? Uh, it's obviously Christina Chong in this one. She mm-hmm. just, <clears throat> she takes this one and uh, just acts the shit out of it. And um, for all the reasons we've already said, um, seeing like multiple new modes of La'an and um, her just commanding the screen every time she's on on it, she just... I I was originally going to give it to the, the guy at the beginning who like beams in and he's like, oh, I've been shot. Here's my thing. Like, cause he acts the shit out of his scene. Like he really like goes hard and like made a meal of props it. to him. But she ran long and hard and he just mm-hmm. did a sprint. So I, I got to give it to her cause she just, she, she was awesome in this. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. She's all, Christina Chong is also my acting captain for the week. I mean, for a character that, for the most part, is played very stoic and silent and tough, uh, sh- her she really, this episode, allowed her to stretch and do a lot of things we don't normally see Lon do. Yeah. I mean, just that one shot of her staring at Kirk while he was f- messing with the car was just hysterical. And mm-hmm. then... Of course, the the scene of her crying in bed at the very end is just Cutting. it's just absolutely heartbreaking. Yeah. You really feel for her, and you just want to give her a hug and tell her it's going to be okay. <clears throat> yeah, she'll probably like whip your arm and like throw you <laughs> on the ground, but you'll at least try it. And it'll probably mean yeah. a lot to her that you made the attempt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, what was what was, uh, what was your favorite uh, moment of the episode? Are your captain's log? Ooh, captain's log. Start eight oh six two nine twenty three point what? Point seventy nine. Seventy nine. Yeah, seventy nine. Yeah. Okay. Not nice. I'm not gross. <laughs> <laughs> this is a family show, sir. Uh, to be fair, it should be only one digit. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, but I'm, but I, but I'm, I'm. You might make fun of me for this. What is it? It's the hot dog. It's the hot dog. Oh, I knew it. I knew it. I knew it was the hot hot dog. You, you, because it's, you are a a wiener. I am a wiener. <laughs> I'm a total. I own two wieners. Yeah, two wiener dogs. Uh, but no, the whole thing from his, the, like the chess sharking all the way up through like the the hot dogs and then ending with his like you know you know the whole life is short. Enjoy hot hot dogs while you can. I really like that scene. Good choice. Yeah, because it, it, it was it was really really funny. It introduced the a level of silliness that I love in my trek. Like you and I were just, goof- <clears throat> how did he make all that money off? Yeah. Like I, that, yeah. that stuff is so fun to yeah. goof off on. Yeah. And then he's charming. She's great. He goes to get a second hot dog at the end of the scene. And then he looks at the sunsets and it becomes poetic and a little tragic and sad, but also uh, inspiring because even though like he's never seen a sunrise before or sunset on earth before three times in one week. Folks. I know. I know he's never seen a sunset before on earth he's still able to see it and then just enjoy it and not be devastated by that, you know? Yeah. And and I think there's something very inspirational about that. And I like it quite a bit. You know, it would be inspirational to me if, if the merch store could have um, some sort of a, a, a shirt that had a diagram of sunrise <laughs> and sunset that we could all wear. You're, you aren't allowed to buy it. We all have to wear it so you can oh, no. refer to it when you're talking about the sun going down. It's the one bit of streaming things merch I'm not, I'm not, I, I <laughs> you, specifically am not allowed no, to wear. <laughs> you are not allowed to wear it because it's you like, need it. It's like a, a, just one circle that's like people who know the difference between the sunrise and sunset and then like another circle that's in Steve. Steve. <laughs> Actually, you know what I'm going to make you? I, I'm going to learn how to um, do like a cross stitch. And, and I'm going to I'm going to cross stitch. going to make a cross stitch of that, and then I'm going to put it on a wall in Ooh. the studio. Mm-hmm. So whenever you need it, you can just look up. Oh yeah, sunset goes down, sunrise goes up. That's right. Got it. <laughs> but but that's not going to be with me when I'm out and about. I'm going to be so. <sighs> Where's my cross stitch? <laughs> Maybe we'll make you a uh, friendship bracelet that has it. On it. Hey, I mean, there's got to be a Swifty around here somewhere that has one. Mm, yeah. But what's what? Uh, what's your captain's <clears throat> log? Uh, you, you know, when they when she sees Khan as a young kid, um, humanizing Khan, I don't believe has ever been attempted in Trek until now. Like not to this degree. And it was really amazing to see like 
essentially like the Joker to Batman of of um Khan of Kirk and Khan. Mm-hmm. Like seeing seeing this genocidal dude who goes on to do really bad things as like a little kid was a really like strong moment, I think. And one that I didn't expect at all. Like yeah. when like if you told me um there's a really big reveal in this uh later on I, I wouldn't have I, I don't think my mind would have gone to Khan. So mm-hmm. yeah, same. Yeah. Um so seeing that was like a really cool like, oh okay. Like this well, is this well, this is a neat idea and I like what they're doing here. So. Yeah, like I mean the original idea that I had for this segment was called iconic moments. Mm-hmm. And I remember you were like, no, Khan's not in this. He's not in this track. Let's keep it to Stranger yeah, no, Worlds. I, I, I really uh, screwed the pooch there. Where we find ourselves. I know. You were right. I was wrong. <laughs> Mad enough to admit it. Uh, with that, Phil, would you like to open up some comms? And let's, do l- let's, let's do it up. So this is the part of the episode where we, uh, we welcome other captains <clears throat> of Star Trek, other listeners of the show, to write in and ask us questions about Star Trek itself. Okay. All right. Are you ready? Yeah. Let's do it. Uh, this message comes from Aaron Tron Bond. Oh, one of my favorite people. Uh, he writes to Stephen Phil on the Streaming Things podcast. First time listener, forever fan of Dude and Geek for any and all things Trek. <laughs> I have a question. Out of the established canon of Star Trek captains, mm. which captain would you like to serve <clears throat> under? And as what capacity on the ship or space station? And why? Well, I'm going to ask you this first. Okay. So okay. go on. There. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to ask me like, no, me no, ask, no. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. that question. <laughs> The question you just read? I thought you were like, well, before you before we tackle this, let me ask you a question. Like you were going to clarify yes, about his. Right. I did ask that in a weird way. But mm, you I, what I meant was I'll let you answer this first. Sorry. OK. Which captain <clears throat> would I like to serve under the most? OK. Um, I'm trying to think. So like my my gut instinct, my gut reaction is to say Pike just because he's so nice yeah. and welcoming. He'll yeah. cook you a meal. Yeah. He's a cool dude. He cares about his crew. They all care about the crew. Right. Um, so in the interest of like doing something different, I want to try to think of someone different. <clears throat> uh, it wouldn't be Picard. I, I love Picard. Mm-hmm. I love watching Picard as a captain. Would yeah. not want to serve under him. Yeah. Um, he and Riker are a little... Well, he's stuffy, but he and Riker are also a little too loosey goosey with their. Uh, what? There's a there's a portal straight to hell. All speed go. <laughs> Play Nightbird. Warp nine. <laughs> Warp nine. Mark, go into the portal. <laughs> um, maybe. Ooh, I do love me some Saru. Ooh, yeah. Okay, that's I do a bold love choice. Saru. Maybe not the finest or bravest. I would argue he's definitely one of my favorite Starfleet captains, but yeah, I love great. Saru from uh, Discovery. <clears throat> so would you rather serve under him than Burnham? That's a good question. Burnham, uh, they're both great. Yeah. I think I just am fascinated by Saru just because he's like a big, tall Doug Jones alien man. <laughs> and he, he, That's when fine. he when he walks, it looks like he's wafting his butt. Yeah. Like he yeah. farted and he's like, ooh, yeah. let me he's, just dissipate that. 
he's forever crop crop uh, he's forever crop dusting the uh <laughs> the ship and 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 oh yeah. okay so it is it is it's saru slash burnham one yeah. of those two okay uh because okay i would definitely work in engineering because then i could work with the cool mycelial network <clears throat> engine but also work with Tignataro. <laughs> okay all right and Tignataro's maybe my favorite so engineer you, so you just want to be friends with tig tig, tig in space so I love it's that not shit. that you care so much about like the captain you just want to be on the ship that i just, tig's on i just need an in with Tignataro. okay yeah. hey i i get it that's a that's as good a reason as any mm-hmm. so what about you man cisco um he is cisco he is He's proven himself like he's good in a combat situation. He uh, he's a caring individual who loves his boy and loves his ship. And um, he's he's a weirdo, but he's, he's also he, he, Cisco's a weirdo. But he's also like he's like the Why do best you call of, him a weirdo. It, just watch Deep Space Nine. Okay. That's like the one track I he's haven't a, seen. Is he's DS9. a weirdo, but okay. he he's he is like all the best things that of Picard, but he's also got a little bit of pike in him too. Like he's like approachable. Does he cook? He does cook. Ooh. In fact, his dad owns a restaurant on earth that they go to a few times. What kind of restaurant are we talking about? Creole. Ooh. Yeah. Is Cisco's. it too to change my vote? <clears throat> I love Creole. So I think I would choose him. Yes, I know uh, DS9 is my favorite, but I honestly do think he's, he's, the finest captain that I would serve under. And I mean, like Pike's right there behind him, though. So yeah. it just depends on the day. I, I, but I think overall, Pike is a little bit weaker in a combat situation than Ooh, yeah. Cisco. Cisco just kicks too much ass. So, But if I'm being honest, like if <clears> we're <throat> trying to pick, like we get to choose our station, like Aaron had told us, yeah. I, would lo- I would rather be on the exploration heavy vessel than yeah. the wartime vessel. Right, right. But that's the thing. Like, I want to be in engineering so I can work with Miles O'Brien on oh. Deep Space Nine because I love that station. And I love Miles O'Brien. <laughs> Hang out with him and Bashir in the old uh, holodeck. That's, uh, yeah. So Oh, man, they're going to have to scrub the holodeck filters extra hard. Not like that. that they do, they do <laughs> kayaking. They do, uh, like, battle uh, holodeck stuff. So they don't get uh, creepy in there. That's mm. more of a Riker move. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Computer. <laughs> Put on the program where I hit on everything that moves. <laughs> What's that? Yes, that's every program that I've... <laughs> I'm going to play Nightbird. <laughs> What did I call it last week? Scat Cat? Probably. <laughs> this one's this one's Scat Cat. Play Shag Ass. Mm. <laughs> well, Phil, that concludes uh, our coverage of episode three of season two of Strange New Worlds. Tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow. Thank you, as always, for joining me on the pod. Thank you. Oh, my gosh. Let's have a hot dog together. Can we um, can we eat it from from both ends? 
Oh, and just get tramp closer it? and closer and closer. Oh, ideally. That's the only way I like to eat a hot dog. And then kiss? Yes. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. Uh, well, listener, if you would like to ever write in your own messages for the uh, opening up the com section, you can always do so. You can email us at streamingthingspod at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at streamthingpod. You can follow us on Instagram, streamingthingspodofficial. That's actually the best place to follow us on socials. We're <clears> super <throat> active on there. Uh, we do have a website now as well at streamingthingspod.com. We have video capability on Spotify. Spotify is our official podcasting host from now on, so if you're listening to this on anything other than Spotify, that's cool, but consider watching us on Spotify, because you can see us there as well as listening to us. My name is Steve. I'm Spock. And I'm Steve. And I'm James T. Kirk. (laughs) (laughs) And this was Streaming Things. Happy streaming. I'm watching you. Don't fucking do it. Oh, yeah? No! (laughs) No! Welcome back. I'm Phil. God, you. I'm sorry. I, I just. Time. I'm so used to listening to you do every, the podcast. It like time. sends me into like listening mode, and I forget that I have to participate. You good? Yeah. <clears throat> you good? Yeah. Yeah. And just, I just. Oh. <laughs> sorry. Go. <on. laughs> Why are we like this? Oop. Oop. <laughs> that was the most Midwest. This podcast has ever been <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> we get around here <laughs> where is it Stop. no no tell me about the episode daddy Stop. I'm about to rip off these headphones <sighs> you go no you go I don't even know what I was going to say I was going to say <clears throat> it is just <laughs> I was okay. gonna go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, can we Don't like disappoint me? Can we go back? <laughs> <laughs> no, he's burping in the mic. I'm sorry, I've never been podcasting in my life. Holy shit! Okay, uh, <laughs> <laughs> God, cut all this out.